everyone. Welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true, authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. So Mitchell came home from a friend's place this week, JJ, Mm -hmm. and that friend has a little girl, and the little girl is so cute. And she gave my son three rocks to give me (laughs) as a present. (laughs) And Mitchell left a note saying, hey, maybe you want to give her some rocks back. (laughs) Right? Cute. And, And so I got super excited. So I went to my agate collection. And then I actually went to my shell collection. And I put together this little package of, well, what can only be termed as junk, right? To the average adult. To the average adult. Well, it's clearly not since you have an agate and a shell collection. Well, this got me thinking about something. So when I was very young, I did something that no child should ever do. I started talking to a stranger. Hmm. And I spent a couple of hours with this stranger showing him around my town when I was like eight years old. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And but you grew up in a small town. Yes, I grew up in yes, so, uh, yes, exactly. Well, still, ter- like not a good still, idea. However, still, however, yeah. at the time I thought it was a really good idea. And he was asking me a bunch of questions. He was traveling because he was in a band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's asking me a bunch of questions about what I liked. And I told him I wanted to have a shell collection one day. We didn't have hmm. a lot of money growing up. We didn't have access to going on trips and that sort of thing. And I told him that I really coveted wanting to uh, a shell collection. About two weeks later, I got a huge box in the mail, and it was all these special shells. And he had contact. From him? Yes, from him. He had wow. contacted his sister who lived in California and sent me all these shells along with a shell book and said, wow. thank you so much for the nice time. And I had to make up a story about who they were from because I knew I would be in so much trouble hmm. if I told my mother what yeah, I did, strangers right? Strangers are sending me presents. Yeah, yeah, but I still have the shell book. So think wow. about that, right? I've had this shell book almost 50 years. I've had it 40 some years. And when this little girl delivered these little rocks to me, I got mm-hmm. so excited. And I had this flashback of this feeling of when you covet something and, and it is given to you the feeling of that, right? And it felt so fun. It reminded me of being a kid again. <laughs> and I, and I, well, I had such a good feeling from that. It made me so happy. Yeah. Well, so like you're talking about is like how that memory, that childhood memory is triggering like a really strong feeling for you. Yes. And right? a recalled feeling, right? As an adult. Yeah. Like you didn't. Yeah, would you have like remembered that story just out of the, the blue? Not likely. Unless it was kind of triggered right. by this scenario, right. right? It was just triggered by this childhood memory. And it got me thinking about how valuable childhood memories are. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I think, I, you know, we talk about childhood memories a lot in self help or that sort of thing, like the bad things, right? But yeah, like in a trauma way. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
All the reasons why I messed up are because of these childhood experiences, mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, not me, but you know. <laughs> Sounds like a real good book title. <laughs> <laughs> right, write that down. Um, but, but then I really started just feeling into this feeling of good childhood memories and how stabilizing they are. Mm. Yeah, like there's a, like the whole nostalgia industry is built around <laughs> yeah. like helping you get back to this feeling of when you were a kid. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like you see it, I, you know, you can go to like a, like a candy store. Uh-huh. Right. And they'll have like the old candy there from when yes. you were a kid. Yes. Just solely to provoke you know, it tastes horrible. Uh, absolutely. How about those <laughs> little sugar good. buttons that they would glue onto a strip of paper? What in the world? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was just like lazy candy making. I don't know. <laughs> and you just bought, the, you, you spent more money the longer you wanted a piece of paper that had sticky yeah. <laughs> glue on it with some colored sugar dots. Uh, <laughs> oh. But whole, that, all of that is just to provoke your feeling it's not because it tastes good right. or or anything it's just to get you back mm -hmm. to what it felt like yeah. in that period of your life mm -hmm. well i will i will disagree though remember those little wax bottles with the little sugary colored water in them oh yeah those, <laughs> those were tasted good. pretty good <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i <laughs> like did you eat the wax a little bit as a kid? Totally. Like you just chew on it like gum? Um, yeah, yeah, chew on it a little bit. I always bit the top off, though, and sucked out all the fluid so that I didn't. Yeah. Some people chewed it like gum. Blech, I couldn't do that. <laughs> it's too big of a piece. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's another thing. Like, I loved candy. It was such a special occasion when we could get candy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. So I was thinking, was the, like, those are super obvious, like, mm -hmm. us seeking um, just seeking these things out for like, to get back to that. When you were telling your story, I was trying to think of like, uh, what, like a strong childhood memory that I had. Yeah. So, um, when I was a, when I was a kid, we would, uh, we would go to my grandma and grandpa's cabin. Yeah. Right up in Motley, Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, it was kind of at the bottom of a hill. So, you know, every Friday night, my parents would work and they would pack up the the van, the big old conversion van we had. <laughs> oh my god. Me gosh. and my brother, and we would drive up there, you know, and we'd we'd uh drive down this hill, make a right hand turn, and there would sit with mm. the with the little light on oh. was their little brown cabin. Oh <laughs> right. So that that always like provoked such a good memory mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. is remembering this little brown cabin that would reveal itself on Friday night. And um, I had like, I gave that story in my grandma's eulogy oh. when she passed away a few years ago. Yeah. Um, because like it, for me, it was like, uh, it was such a happy moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about like, do do those things, how do those things influence us mm -hmm. today? Right. And what I remembered <laughs> or what kind of like struck me was that we, we have a cabin, like a few up from my, from where my grandparents' cabin was. Right. Yep. And we recited it last year. Yeah. 
and we recited it brown, <laughs> like the exact same color as my grandparents' cabin. I was just thinking, like, did I do that subconsciously? Uh, like, wow, because it was green. It used to be green, but we like recited it, and then I was like, like thinking about that yeah. visual in my head mm -hmm. of my grandparents' little brown cabin, yeah, and ours. Looks almost exactly the same. Oh, that's amazing! Isn't that but I don't interesting? Think, but I don't think I was doing that on purpose. <laughs> now that I think about it, I was like, I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> Maybe I just did it on subconscious level. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, but I think there's so many things like that. You know, another memory I have is my grandparents were ministers, and they would live in the parsonage of the church that they were serving. So the mm. parsonage is a place where the minister lives for free, and it's very close to the church, if not like directly next door to it. And that parsonage had the funniest, weird closet that it had hmm. steps built into it, two leveled steps built into it out of just plywood, right? Um, so you could store more stuff in it. It was like this deeper closet. Well, I had this habit every time I went. I mean, for years when I was little in the summers, I would take a flashlight and I would take like maybe a toy and I would go in that closet and hide. I'd move all mm. this stuff around <laughs> so that I could hide in this closet. It was like the coolest fort in the world, right? And the and the closet had a certain smell to it. Huh. Like, and just even thinking about that smell now, it's amazing how it brings me back to all of that feeling of enthusiasm and excitement and just like pure joy over nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the nothingness of that, right? But it was so stabilizing for me to be able to do that every single summer. <laughs> so we'll know what if we if you turn up in a closet. Yeah, if no one can someday, find me, we'll know. <laughs> listen for the click of a flashlight outside a closet door. It'll probably be me. <laughs> um, so sitting sitting around and reminiscing yeah. about all of these these fun childhood memories and how they made us feel yeah. um, is obviously fun. It's fun to do. Yeah, right? yeah, it makes us feel good. Um, but like. How how would you kind of use that as maybe like a tool to help you mm. stay centered mm. more frequently just as you go through life? Well, that's such a good question. You know, I, I would actually answer it in two parts. Like, I'd be interested in what you, if you do too, like, I mean, even in just how you pose that question, thinking about your grandparents' cabin and the color and how you just came around the corner and saw that. Mm -hmm. When you, you, you said that you recreated it perhaps in your cabin, but what's the feeling that you got? Oh, it just of like safety and comfort and love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All very warm. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. Same with me. Like I, I, and I think, I think for listeners, it's a really, really good exercise to think into some of your very favorite childhood memories, and then to feel what they give you, what they, what is it that they give you? And honestly, when you're having a hard day um, or when you're trying to change, you know, in coaching, I often will give this opportunity. If you have a habitual habit that of thinking a thing that you don't like, uh, a habitual way of going into a, a loop of thought that's negative, for example, and you want mm -hmm. to stop it, this 
I often will say this is a really good way is to pick one or two key memories that are really meaningful for you mm-hmm. and um, kind of milk them. Like, in other words, don't just let them be like, oh, yeah, I really liked that. But sit with it for a minute. Feel into the feeling of what that meant for you. Feel into mm-hmm. what that feeling is. What felt good? Where did you feel that? Why did you feel that? Did you always feel that? Like, um, and use that as a tool in that moment to help you change that habit thought that you're not liking having. Yeah. So, so you can change your, change your energy, mm-hmm. right. And change how you're thinking and feeling by, by recalling yeah. that feeling. Well, and it's like, you know, so often we're talking about if you really want to be in your centered space, it's when your head and your heart where where all four of your bodies, emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical bodies are all in alignment with mm-hmm. each other then you're really in your centered space. But a lot of times what happens is our brain, we're so used to our brain telling us, this is, this is the way it is, mm. and you're going to listen to me because I'm in charge. Yep. And so then even if we do have these fleeting good feelings, maybe it is a memory recall or something else, that's usually the brain will just be like, get out of the way. We're not doing that right now. You know, we're mad. <laughs> mm. um, but we give our brain way too much power. We give our brain way too much power. And so sometimes people who have that habit, it's so hard for them to not do that, that they don't know how to, to give the brain a different job rather than mm. owning and commanding the stage. You can use your brain in this way to help um, elevate yourself out of that depressing or negative way of being by using your brain as a tool to really foster the memory that we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such that's such a good suggestion and and way to to look at it mm-hmm. because it's like when you get in a funk, it's it, it's hard to figure out how to pull yourself out. Oh, of it, it is. It 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 really is because your energy and so, drops everything, just, and it'll just spiral down and down, right? So this is kind of a way to you know kind of pull up on the on the spiral. Yeah, and depending on how bad it is for you, you know, I mean, there's a lot going on, and we've been. I I feel like. You know, in the last however long, almost two years or more that we've been doing this podcast, the world has been in a crazy place. Mm-hmm. You know, the last year and a half, two years, the world's been in a crazy, a crazier place than it's probably ever been. And people more and more are suffering and not knowing mm-hmm. how to manage, you know, and people that have children or have responsibilities and other relationships, they don't know how to go about their lives as though nothing's wrong. When in a way yeah. it feels like everything is. So the interesting thing about like nostalgia mm-hmm. and, and thinking back in time is I feel like you tend to forget a lot of the sort of like the details that that didn't that 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 weren't real great about the past. Right. And you were able to just kind of either retain strong negative or yep. or strong positive yep. um because a lot of people will say like oh yeah you know, like the past live like the the past was so much simpler right times were times were easier yes, right. back then Selective right? there's all these like little mm-hmm. these phrases yeah. but like were they really like <laughs> oh it's, times were so much simpler back then during world war ii no probably yeah, not. exactly <laughs> exactly right well we have the select this way to select mm-hmm. and forget about a, a bulk of the things that 
happened during that time. And I think that's why um, it's it's interesting to apply that now because the, the idea like a lot of the things that are causing you turmoil yeah. right now, right. you will also forget. Right. Well, I think too, you know, another thing is I'm just like talking a lot, riffing on the brain today is a lot of times our thoughts are simply geared to put us back into what we're used to. Not mm. a lot of times, all the time. The brain's main function is to keep you what it would consider normalized. The brain has no capacity to um, be inspirational. The brain's only capacity mm. is to act like a computer system. And so it just recalls things that feel familiar in the moment to keep mm -hmm. the operating system on, you know, I mean, to, to be whatever. Yeah. So when we, when we do have those moments, when we're recalling, even if it's selective recall, it's simply the brain's way of trying to pick what it, what it, what's normalized. Like, what do I have in the memory banks that's similar to this, this? Mm. Um, and so that's how we stay on the rails. And so when you see someone that's living in an unaware state, that's what it is. That person is, not aware enough to recognize that they're really in on on the rails. They're just on a track and they don't realize that they can get off of that track. So Yeah, let me let me try to let me try to like yeah, yeah. for my own sake re-explain that yeah. in the way I heard you say it because I think that's really insightful. If if right now I'm feeling anxious, mm -hmm. angry, stuck mm -hmm. like all these uh, variety of negative emotions my brain's going to want to 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 normalize that and say oh yeah that's like your normal state yep. so let's go find some yep. feelings and memories that align yes with your current state yes yes so then Even the only thing awful. that you're gonna yeah the only thing you're gonna be filled with is all of the bad stuff yep exactly your brain recalls for you Yes. Now, if we can become aware that that's what our brain is doing to us, mm -hmm. then we can stop that soundtrack mm -hmm. and move our energy into a more positive state, which is going to cause us to have maybe like a better yeah. experience. Yes, right? exactly. Shift into more happiness instead of more negativity. Precisely. So... So the first part of that is just people, people know when they're not in a happy state. People know that there's no, there's no inspiration needed to be able to know you feel like crap. Um, but what happens is, is that it's a, it's a, <laughs> there's an, sorry, that's like another funny book, like <laughs> find your sadness. Like no one needs that book. <laughs> right. <laughs> How to be unhappy. How to be unhappy. Like, no, no, everyone's got that one nailed. How to tell yourself <laughs> stories that aren't true. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> that will not be a bestseller. Everyone knows how to do that already. Join the club of unhappiness. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to derail us. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's fun. Actually, it's fun. No, I think, um, but I, I think that this is the realness of being a human being. This is the realness of where we are in today's world. I mean, my mm -hmm. goodness, now we have monkeypox as though the first <laughs> pandemic wasn't enough. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah, right. There's flash floodings in Las Vegas, which is a desert. How is this even <laughs> happening, right? Like what in the world is happening? And and so we go from disbelief to, well, I felt like garbage anyways. I guess I'll just stay here. Just pile it on, right? <laughs> so- 
Yeah. So just coming back to, you know, like the very simple things that make us feel good, we seem to dismiss mm. and we seem to not treat, treat them with any um, ability to cause an abundant supply of happiness or an abundant mm -hmm. supply of neutrality. And if mm -hmm. people are having a really hard time, I think neutral is a great place instead of that. You know, yeah. so we're not, we're not faking it. It's like, a, it's not like, oh, let's just pretend everything's great. No. Yeah. You don't have to. No. Yeah. But you don't have to go too far the other way right. and just like, oh, everything's so awesome right. in my life. And Let me give you a, an example of kind of what we're talking about. So my grandparents were, I was, they, I, they were my very favorite people, my grandmother, and I've talked about her in past pods. They lived in mm -hmm. Owatonna and we lived in, you know, various cities of Minnesota over my upbringing. And when we would drive south to Owatonna, first of all, the joy I felt counting down the days until mm. I was going to see her, I can't even tell you. I would get, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I was so excited to go there. And I mm -hmm. would love being there. And I would get to be there, I don't know, a couple of days to a summer, actually. But the interesting thing is this, every single time, every single time, even as an adult, that I would leave her, I would cry from mm. Oatana all the way to Faribault, which is half an hour, <laughs> half yeah. an hour. And when I would hit that Faribault exit, I'd be like, okay, yep, I can come out of this now. You know, now if I wanted to recall that memory as a sad memory, I could, mm -hmm. I could focus on the sadness of leaving. Um, yep. And that's what a lot of people would do because it was a very overwhelming, strong feeling in that memory. Mm -hmm. However, if I also look at it and use my brain as a different mechanism to help me, I actually see it for what it was. It was the, one of the deepest loves I've ever had. And the mm. joy I had in that connection was so powerful that it made me sad to not have the physical, the physical peace with her too, of being mm -hmm. with her. Um, but now, you know, at, at the age I am, it's like, that brings me great joy to think about it. Like that was such a wonderful experience that I got to have over and over again as a child. And it makes well, me feel good. And you did a, you did a, a amazing thing there is you, you reframed yeah. that you, yeah, we talk about the stories we tell ourselves. Right. Right. right? And mm -hmm. you had a, you had a story. Um, but you're able to reframe it into something positive. Right. And actually, I would argue you saw it more clearly for what it actually was. Yeah. Right. You didn't just mm -hmm. take it on face value like this is a sad thing that I have to leave my grandma. Right. This is actually like, you're able to get to the the root of yeah. that emotion. And everybody has that capacity by using their brain as a helpful tool to reframe stories, to reframe experiences, mm -hmm. to find that joy. And, um, you know, and I'll just like the nostalgia as we've been talking about the childhood memories, even if you can think of, like I task everybody today to think of three really fun childhood stories. Mm. And of those three, really frame them. Like what was so great about them? What, yeah, what was get, get to the second level. Yeah, like, yes. Like, you know, that there's that five wise exercise mm -hmm. that, that I will often do that in business, but we'll ask like, why are we doing this? And then you ask why again and why, and you finally actually mm -hmm. get to yeah. the real reason. Yeah. You can do that same exercise with some of these stories. Like, why did I feel like really why? Yeah, exactly. Like, just dig a couple layers deep. Yep. 
And then the best thing that you can do if you've done that work and you have that memory, store it in the new way. And then when you're having a bad day or when you're really struggling or you can just feel your mood is bad or you're getting triggered by something, um, normally we will disappear into our brains and start telling a story because we're so mm -hmm. miserable. Let it be that one. Let it be that one. Yeah. That's a great suggestion for everyone else except me, because when I get in that state, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go grab a big fistful of my 80s candy and eat that. Like a big old mouth of big league chew. <laughs> well, fine. I'll go get a Charleston chew and I'll or sit down with you. Rocks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh, this is good. This is this is super good. I, I am going to go think of a couple childhood stories and make sure that I've got them framed in the right way. That's a book. And, um, my, that's a book. My childhood stories. That's a book. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Did you enjoy this episode? Please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey, and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.